Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. I am Colleen, and we are a community of people dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. We emphasize the truth and foundation of Scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with Him, and it is our desire and focus to help this be a reality for each person listening. The group becomes a safe place to grow into more of what the Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, welcome back to week two of Cultivate. Um, this week is all about worship. Um, I was actually pondering, do we do a podcast today? Do we not do a podcast today? And I was I sat praying because both Colleen and I have pretty full plates at the moment. God was like, you need... What y'all are going to talk about today, probably more than the people on the other end of this listening to it. So um, I'm super excited to come to you today, Colleen and I, to talk about worship and what it really is and what it really isn't and how we um, successfully worship God. Um, So in Cultivate, our plan here. Um, is taking our relationship with God and Jesus to the next level. Um, We have spent groundwork um, really talking about um, how to begin to build it, how to put those foundational pieces in place. Um, And then with Cultivate, what we are doing is we are looking at the life of Jesus and how did he do life because he was fully man. How did he do life Um, so that we can do life like he did Um, and walk in the spirit and in just great relationship with God. And so we're going to start this whole worship conversation in the wilderness because this is the place, this is the first time um, that Jesus actually even talks on this because it's at the very beginning of his ministry. He has um, just been baptized. The spirit actually leads him into the wilderness. He's been fasting for 40 days and Satan um, enters into conversation with him. And he throws all these temptations at Jesus like, hey, you should probably turn these you know, stones into bread because you're hungry. Um, and one of my favorite things, it's in Matthew chapter 4, um, verse 4 and following. He, uh, he says, you know what? Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I love that so much. Because the word of God is our nourishment. Oh my goodness, that has been such a big thing. And it's so important that we're in relationship with him so we can hear what he's speaking to us. Mm-hmm. Um, his words actually nourish us. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're continuing on. And one of the things that Satan says is, is he tells Jesus, you know, I'm going to give you all this if you will bow down and worship me. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, away from me, Satan, um, for it is written that man shall worship God and him only and no one else. Um, It is the first commandment of the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. um, that we are to worship God and him only. So that was at the root. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, that was at the root of the law. But it is also at the root of all of Scripture, Mm -hmm. that God comes first. And I think, Deanna, that was the, the root of Satan's detriment. It was. He wanted to be worshipped. He wanted to be worshipped. He did. As the worship person in heaven, he angel. Did. He did. That's what he wanted ruined to be worshipped. Him. 
And you it know really what? Can. It has the potential to ruin us. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, if we're going to be a little bit honest, it's nice when people look up to us or fawn mm-hmm. over us or make a deal out of us. And in a way, that's mm-hmm. exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Yep. And something that the Lord did not put up with. No, not at all. It was, yeah, it was not put up with at all. No. Yeah. Um, he definitely... That we, were, that we would want to worship ourselves or worship something other than him. Exactly. There will be no idols. None. None. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we should start with what do people... So um, worshiping God obviously um, sounds like, okay, but what did the people in Jesus' time worship? Um, so if, the, if Satan's like, hey, worship me, and Jesus is like, no, you can only worship God... What other things? Well, obviously the Jews, um, to the to the ability that at that time they knew how, they did worship God, but they also worshiped the law. They did. Um, you see with the Pharisees how they put their traditions and things above what God had said, and so they worshiped the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. do think in um, my denominational heritage that worshiping God's word was honestly a thing over worshiping God um, and putting the Bible actually in a place of such prominence that it came before God, which is ludicrous, but at the same time easily ha- can easily happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Bible um, is something tangible mm-hmm. that we can touch. And so the idea of worshiping something we can't see um, with our physical eyes and hear with our physical ears, sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it becomes a challenge. Yeah. And you know, with the for somebody that I'm, I'm a nurse by trade. I did it well. Don't do it anymore. But it's it comes from a servant's heart, right? And the way that the enemy does your mind is you start to worship the things you're doing for God, mm-hmm. and not just the intimate personal relationship that you have with Him, mm-hmm. um, and get caught up in this doing mentality for sure which i think is where the jews yes they did were like they really thought hey i'm worshiping god but really they yes. were worshiping a set of the laws. thing yeah the thing yeah and not the person so the gentiles in that time worshiped other gods they worshiped the emperor mm-hmm. um i think that um we're gonna see as we go through this that self is always a risky thing that we can worship but nowadays what are some things that we worship? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Colleen and I were talking before we started, and as moms, mm. the first thing that we can that we can possibly worship that that our life kind of is about is our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the de- the dethroning of my child was mm-hmm. one of the hardest things that I ever did. <laughs> it is. They can sit on the throne of our heart, yes. and we, every decision we make mm-hmm. revolves around that. And yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I remember being warned that the worst worst way to ruin your child or the first way mm-hmm. the biggest thing you could do to ruin your child was to worship them for for your world to revolve around them because it sends a message that they should be the center of the world and yeah it, that is such a false yeah true that and is so also false. to our own detriment oh for sure you know because it's you know you get yourself caught up in this thing that not only is it detrimental to them but then it's definitely detrimental to our own personal relationships. For our, sure. With our spouse. Yes. With God. Yes. Yeah. All the things. Mm-hmm. So, 
um, the first time, so worship is a word that is um, both in the Hebrew and the Greek. We find it in the Old Testament in several places, all over the place, actually, and in the New Testament all over the place. So, But I want to start in the Old Testament. And the very first time the word worship shows up in the Old Testament is Genesis 20, chapter 22. And this is where Abraham is going to sacrifice Isaac. And this is the son that he's been waiting for. He's like 100 years old when the guy's born, which I can't even much imagine. Um, and I just read this story this week or last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Me too. Freshly. And it was so interesting to me that they gather all the stuff to go for the sacrifice. They have the servants and all the things, and they're headed to this mountain. And when they get there, Abraham's like, hey, you stay here talking to the servants. Isaac and I are going to go the rest of the way. So he puts the wood on Isaac's back. He, you know, he takes the fire with him. Like, you can just see it in your head. And they take off, and Isaac's like, hey, we don't have a sacrifice. And Abraham's response was so precious. He was like, the Lord will provide. Mm-hmm. Like, the Lord will provide. Yeah. But he tells the servants as he's leaving, we're going to worship God. Mm -hmm. And guys, he was. His world didn't, he was proving in that moment that his world did not revolve around Isaac, Mm -hmm. but his world revolved around God. Mm -hmm. Like it was all about God. He was Mm -hmm. first in his world. um, And God did provide. And, you know, Isaac did just fine (laughs) and had children and all the things. But... It was a test to see who was on the throne of his heart. Was it Isaac, this promise? Because so often we worship the blessing instead of the blesser. Mm -hmm. Our attention gets so caught up on what we can see and what he's done Mm -hmm. instead of who Mm -hmm. did all the doing. Yeah. So that's just so powerful to me. Yeah, we get caught up in the results of what it might, Mm -hmm. how we might gain from the relationship rather than the relationship itself. Very much so. Mm -hmm. So just as you probably can maybe think, so in the Hebrew, the word worship is shakah. And it means to like prostrate, to bow down, to pay homage to you, to be on your face before. Um, Those are some of the things that worship means. Um, I just kind of want to throw out there that worship is a word that we throw around very loosely and honestly somewhat incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up and stuff, my mom and dad would be like, hey, it's time to go to worship. Put your clothes on. You know, let's get ready. Um, We have worship today. Let's go to worship. Um, Some people say let's go to church and that the beginning part is praise and worship. Okay, praise is a piece of worship for sure, Mm -hmm. but it is not all of it. And your church service on Sunday morning is does not encapsulate worship at all, to be honest with you. It is the tiniest little piece of it. Um, but so we use the word incorrectly. So um, I think today coming back and getting a, a solid definition of what that word means and how we walk that out mm-hmm. is important. So let's look at it in the Greek because in the Greek it's like this really compound type word. So Greek is, um, I'm studying Greek. I've been at it over 100 days, and I just have to tell you, it is the most complex language as far as the way they build their words. So a word can have all these pieces in it. Mm -hmm. And the word worship is one of those things. It has all these pieces in it. Um, It's proskoneo. And so it's, and just like in Hebrew, the beginning part of that word 
is about, like, if you put it all together, when they put it all together, it means to prostrate, to kneel, and to worship. So it is worship. Mm -hmm. But when you break that word into pieces, um, we're going to break it into two, pros and koan. But the pros is a preposition that has become part of this word. And it is about, it's a directional thing. So it's a forward, towards, beside, near to. It basically marks an object and the thing that is around the object or moving towards the object or moving away from the object or beside the object. So the whole idea is, is relationship with one another. It is denoting direction, reference, or relationship. So it's very much worship is a relational word. Mm -hmm. It is not a singing word. Right. Or a church mm -hmm. word, um, like location. It's mm -hmm. not a that. It is a relational word. Um, the person doing the worshiping has to be worshiping someone or something. There's, there's very much a relational part of that. Um, the second half of the word... <laughs> Is unfortunate, but it is what it is. It's koan, and that is dog. Um, when I was originally studying this, I still can remember the emotions of being like, what? <laughs> In the definition, it even says how a dog sits by, by, at its master's feet, mm -hmm. how a dog licks its master's hand. Mm -hmm. And I was a little bit um, insulted, a little bit like, oh my goodness, this is so tacky. But um, I took a second and sat with God with it and began to think about my husband and his dog. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, Troy and Bentley are hysterical, but it would be completely appropriate to say that Bentley worships the ground that Troy walks on. Mm -hmm. um, and he doesn't sing a single song. <laughs> he doesn't. But you know what he does? He follows him everywhere. Um, when Troy is gone, you know that Troy is not on the property if Bentley is sitting in the front of the house because Bentley is waiting for him to return. Mm -hmm. um, if, I can, if I'm wondering where Troy is, I very much only have to know where Bentley is. Oh, Bentley is on the back porch right at the door. That means Troy is in the house. Um, Bentley is in the arena. That means Troy is in the arena. Bentley is always somewhere right with Troy. Mm -hmm. Now... Um, she loves the rest of us. She tolerates her. I get maybe tolerates. She doesn't love Colleen. <laughs> she really doesn't like you. <laughs> no. Billy is a dog that can get dirty Is it dirty appropriate looks. to say that I think she's flipped me off? I think she has. <laughs> she is not a dog. She I hasn't done anything to her. No. But and I love animals. <laughs> yes, and her um, opinion, Bentley's facial expressions are, like, so telling. I am very low on the totem pole she of Bentley's is. life. She is. She's not a fan of Colleen. <laughs> she likes Belle. She does like Belle. Um, but anyway. That's funny. She, it is such a good picture mm -hmm. because the whole seek and follow and all of that is all there. Um she can even get in trouble, or Troy can even be giving her a bath, which is her most hated thing in the whole wide world, is to get a bath. And she still is jumping in his lap two seconds later. She'll cry all through the bath, mm -hmm. and when he, she's done, she still loves him. And mm -hmm. so for me is that time where God disciplines us, and God does things in our lives to make us better, because hello, the dog cannot yep. come in the house without a bath. Um, and I'm sure she feels better afterward. Probably so. <laughs> she should. Yeah. But um, it is so... It's not demeaning. It's the perfect example. Mm -hmm. What 
does your world revolve around? Mm-hmm. Um, that was um, eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It was also um, convicting. Mm-hmm. It was very convicting when I had to stop and say, hey, what does my world revolve around? Um because it's not always as it should. But right. when, but God knew this. He knew that if we would let him be the center of our life mm-hmm. and our world revolved around him, that he could lead us into good things, mm-hmm. he could protect us from bad things. Um, the best protection for us, the best um, position for us mm-hmm. is letting God be that center yeah. of our world. Mm-hmm. Now, the biggest hang-up to this is us. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's denying ourself. It really is, Deanna. It's telling us no. Mm-hmm. And um, not letting us be the center of our world. Mm-hmm. Or our wants and our desires and our ideas and mm-hmm. our understanding. Like, there's so many places where... Um, you. I mean, I can even put Salty at mm-hmm. the center of my world. Oh, yeah, me too. I really can. And... You're like, well, that's close. No, no. it's really yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Our ministry to God, our ministry for God, our ministry mm-hmm. through God, like all the things. Like God works through us so much through Salty. Like I think I learn more than right. any person that we teach. Um, it is. It can't be the substitute. Mm-hmm. Or we're just like the Pharisees where the yeah. law becomes the thing mm-hmm. we worship um, because they were, you know, ministers of the law. Yeah. So I think when I realized... And this is what I love about Salty. Not that I'm biased. (laughs) Oh, maybe you are. (laughs) But um, that we teach what we teach and we give information that we do it from our own personal relationship. So it's rooted in this is what God is showing me. This is, it's so relational driven. It is. You know, we sat in a small group yesterday. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> and um, skepticism and all of the things. But what saved us, Deanna? What saved us was your testimony and your relationship and you just saying, well, this is what God has done for me. And that was where her heart softened, and she was re- ready and willing and open to receive what was being said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, your relationship with God and you just sharing that space gave her the thought that, oh, maybe I can have this too. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is something that I can, um, that God has for me as well. Because it's at his heart. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. What we worship is relational. We just talked yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it... Colleen, I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. We haven't yeah. talked about this at all. I don't know if it's possible to worship God, for him to be the center of your world, if if you're not in if relation you, with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how you let God be the center of your world and your world revolve around him mm-hmm. outside of relationship. Like, there's no way that Bentley yeah, you could. could have Troy at the center of her world if there was no relationship, relationship. there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if us, as people, if we can have something at the center of our world that we don't have relationship with. Mm-hmm. So the only way to successfully worship, mm-hmm. and I could be wrong, feel free to. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I really feel like this only way to successfully allow God Mm -hmm. to be the center of our world is through relationship. Mm -hmm. We can't have something in the... I mean, you think about it. One of the things that we both talked about that Mm -hmm. was... Hard to not let the kid become the right. same. Well, we very much are in because relationship of the relationship. We adore mm-hmm. them. We mm-hmm. love them. That is the closest to unconditional love that mommies mm-hmm. can even see. It's relational. So I don't know that you can successfully say that you can worship God, that he is the mm-hmm. center of your world without relationship. Yeah, I don't think you can. You have to be in relationship mm-hmm. because it's that relationship that allows him to become the center of your world mm-hmm. because rela- worship is so mm-hmm. relational. Yeah, you know, and if I think when you think about it, if you learn a lot about a person, mm-hmm. you can know all the facts mm-hmm. about somebody. You can know everything about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that information is so readily available now, oh yeah, you know, I mean, you could know from birth to, I mean, mm-hmm. you could know so much about a person. And not be in relationship with them. Oh, for sure. You know? And you weren't going to worship them. No. You're not just going to worship a box of facts. Mm-mm. You're just not. No. Nope. I don't think. Um, I could be, like I said, I could be wrong. God may show me later that, you know, we're off here. But I just, based on the but analogy. Think, yeah, but think about it. If you knew a lot about this person, what would be your, what would be your main heart's desire? To know them. To meet them. To meet them. To, to meet them. them. To be, to say, mm-hmm. oh, I know this person, but then I got to see them mm-hmm. and I met them. Yeah. You know, and then you would be saying, okay, are the things that I know about them, are they really right. what they are? Are they, are they, they really are? who mm-hmm. they say they are? Yeah. So anyway, I do think that mm-hmm. relation. I tell you this, I know this much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can't like stand straight up and say you can't worship God <laughs> without relationship, but I can tell you that if you want God to be the center of your world mm-hmm. and, and you want to walk in his truth and be able to do that, mm-hmm. the easiest way to do it is through relationship for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Worshiping someone that you don't know through experience cannot be easy. Yeah. So I think relationship is what is so helpful for that. Yeah. So Jesus talks about relationship. Um, and I love John chapter 4. Oh, it's probably one of my very, I can't say very favorite, but so close up there on the top of the list of favorite places in Scripture. And um, he is interacting with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. We should throw that in. And the Samaritans and the Jews are arch enemies because Samaritans are considered half-breeds. Like, they actually call them dogs. Um, and so Jesus um, intentionally went through Samaria to run into this lady. We know that that, I mean, when you read that scripture, that is absolutely at the heart of it. Um, And Jesus starts to make her uncomfortable. Like the conversation they're having um, about her past and all this stuff is making her super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So what does she do? She changes the subject. Let's get religious. (laughs) Let's talk about something else. And Mm -hmm. so she's like, well, you do say that we have to worship in Jerusalem, but we think we should worship on this mountain. And the mountain, by the way, that she's talking about is the place where Abraham went to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So like there's this whole conversation happening and Jesus is like, this is Deanna's translation. <laughs> Worship is not about a location. Mm-hmm. Worship is not allowed about a location. Worship is about a person, mm-hmm. and that person being God. Mm-hmm. Worship is not about location. Um, it is about God. Mm-hmm. It is about 
him. Mm -hmm. And the way that we worship him has nothing to do with location. Mm -hmm. It has everything to do with heart. Yeah. What, what's, I mean, who sits on the throne of our heart? Mm -hmm. Who do we do life through and with and because? Mm -hmm. Like all those directional words again. Yeah. Like how, what does our life revolve around? Mm -hmm. And he said, so his exact quote was, you know, the Father is looking for mm -hmm. people who worship in spirit and in truth. Mm -hmm. So the coolest part about this is you may be sitting there going, um, not really so great at letting God be the center of my world. Mm -hmm. Well, the good news is the Spirit lives within us, mm -hmm. and He helps us. He leads us into all truth. <clears throat> like later in John um, 12, 13, 14, mm -hmm. um, Jesus tells us that the Spirit will lead us into all truth, um, the Spirit is our helper and our comforter. So the Spirit is who aids us in worship and who draws us into worship. And so as we are led by the Spirit, we are absolutely going to live lives that worship God, that revolve around Him. Yeah. Every time. Um, so kind of a little bonus that's like very much on my heart right now is Romans chapter 12, um, verse... One, he says, um, I'm going to read it to you. Um, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, mm -hmm. to present your bodies as living sacrifice, mm -hmm. a holy and accept, holy and acceptable um, to God, which is your spiritual worship. Worship, that's that same word, guys. It's mm -hmm. the same word we've been talking about. Um, present ourselves as a living sacrifice. So sacrifice is just what you think it is. Mm -hmm. It's death to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It is denying ourselves, taking up our cross every day, mm -hmm. denying ourselves, and choosing him. Mm -hmm. That is our spiritual act of worship, to be living sacrifices. Not dead ones, mm -hmm. but living, walking around in denial of ourselves and choosing God. Mm -hmm. And living sacrifices... Guys are people that shed light. They do. People are drawn to the idea and to the to the truth behind someone that can deny themselves, mm -hmm. put God at the center, and as a result of God being at the center, love other people well. Yeah. And it reminds me of that scripture, I don't know where it is, somewhere in Mark, I think, where he says, you know, when he asks you to follow him, and he says, you know, take up your cross, deny yourself all these things, don't take anything with you. Um, but if you keep going, he says, but I'll give it all back. It does. He does. He's like, I'll give it all back if you can get your heart in a place where you're willing to give it all mm -hmm. up. You know, when you're willing to sacrifice everything. And then he says, do you not realize that on the backside of that, that mm -hmm. it's and so much healthy, better? And in a healthy way. And it's so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're willing to take your kid off the throne, yes. or when you're willing to get off the throne yourself. Yeah. Um, or whatever is on the throne, maybe your job, yeah. maybe something that is, you know, just a big deal to you, yeah. maybe your ministry, whatever. Right. When it's not at the center of the world and God is at the center, then all the other things in your life become healthier mm -hmm. because they don't have that center spot yeah. that they were never meant to have. Mm -hmm. yeah. When we get this out of order, mm -hmm. 
then with it comes a lot of yuck. Mm -hmm. But when God is at the center... It almost like it releases the supernatural, too. It does, very much so. Yeah. Because because we get out of his way. Oh, for sure. And he (laughs) just is able to do what only he can do. Mm -hmm. So, um, worship is... It's not Mm -hmm. a place. It's a person. Mm. And the coolest thing is... um, we don't do it on our own, mm-hmm. and it's done relationally, and mm-hmm. it's his heart for us, mm-hmm. and so if we'll just move in that direction, mm-hmm. if we'll just start surrendering some things, mm-hmm. he will shock us um, with how good he is towards the things that we surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things we need to surrender because they don't have any business in our lives, but mm-hmm. some of the things we need to surrender so they can become in the right place in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so true. You know, I was thinking about praise again, and when we develop this heart of worship and sacrifice mm-hmm. and denying our flesh and picking up our cross, praise is a product for sure of a heart condition. It's almost like you're expressing to him what you've already decided. For sure. And what you're living. And what you're living out. Mm -hmm. So it's just an expression of a heart condition that you say, I'm going to live this way. And then you express it to him. For sure. So your praise becomes your outward expression of what's happening to you on the inside. Yes. And you can also tell a lot about your heart by what you spend time praising. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and what gets your adoration mm-hmm. and gets your attention? Yeah, um, mm, yes, for sure. So, I think we should probably listen for God. Yes. Um, so, um, why don't you pray? Okay, and then we'll listen. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and for your word, Lord, and oh, my goodness for. Um, Letting us come to you as people, Lord, and um, just develop a heart of worship to be on this journey with you that, oh my gosh, Lord, we may not get it all right, but because of you, we are right. With We are right. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray that as we listen for your words, that you um, silence distractions. Enemy, you have no space here. You are bound in Jesus' name. Lord, open up our hearts open up our ears, open up our eyes so that we can see and hear you clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, question number one. The most logical question after all of this. What... (laughs) Do you worship? (laughs) What is sitting on the throne of your heart? Like, what is sitting on the throne of your heart? What is sitting on the throne of your heart? In this very moment, mm-hmm. um, myself. I got all the people. <laughs> all the people. All the people. And you know, when I when I ask him about it, he's like, Dina, this one's so easy. Just give them to me mm-hmm. and place me back in the center. Yeah. And then all the people mm-hmm. um, fall back into right relationship with him and me. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't be the center. Um he can be the center, and then I can best mm-hmm. minister to all the people yeah. from a place of him being yeah. at the center. Okay, the second question 
Um, one thing you can do to move God to the center. One thing you can do to move God to the center of your heart. One thing you can do to move God to the center of your heart. I got FaceTime. Oh, I got, um, like, don't give up. Mm. Perseverance. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Flesh is a little bit weak, <laughs> but my spirit's willing, apparently. Yes. Hey, <laughs> maybe some sleep. Maybe some sleep. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys for joining us um, on this little journey through worship. Um, it was so good for me. I knew it was going to be good for me. <laughs> me um, God is so good.